Goeienavond, dit is Aliska van Voort vir Africa Christian Action en um, ons praat vir Radio Telgerberg. Vanavond in die studio saam met my is Dr. Peter Hammond en Dalinda Skoltse. Welkom. Thank you so much. So, so Dr. Hammond, we are celebrating 30 years of Africa Christian Action. How did it start it? Well, February 1991, 30 years ago, which in the same week that my first daughter was born, Andrea, we decided to launch Africa Christian Action. So you, know, you had the baby and you had the movement both at the same time. And it was a vision of seeing the need for pro-family, pro-moral, pro-life group that would be standing up for the right to life of pre-born babies, making a stand against immorality and blasphemy. Because as a missionary who had been working across Africa to restricted acts series, helping persecute churches. I was in the field sometimes for four or more months at a time. And every time I came back, I was deeply disturbed to see the moral standards, the spiritual life of our country seemed to be declining. And South Africa being a great missionary sending base, I perceived the missionary sending base South Africa being threatened and that we needed to have a group to start to make a stand. Now, I never thought we would be uh, running this group, I just mm-hmm. thought we'd get it up and running, and I th- was sure that many churches would run in and take it further, and we could carry on concentrate our missions across the border. Uh, but as it so happens, Africa Christian Action is still a system industry of frontline fellowship, and it's become the main pro-life group in South Africa, working especially to make a stand for the rights of life of pre-born babies. Wonderful. Praise God for that. So what were some of the first projects that you got involved in? Well, the very first project was uh, Against Blasphemy. Uh, because the local Nicomelan, as Artscape was then called, the theatre was uh, running a blasphemous play called Jesus Christ Superstar. It was very blasphemous and it was unacceptable. So we did a demonstration out there, delivered a petition, made a stand. There were people at the same time trying to bring in the last Temptation of Christ film, uh, which had already been banned as a result of a campaign we had initiated back in 1988. Uh, but on this occasion, uh, we saw a lot of attempts to bring in these blasphemies. Blasphemy had been completely illegal in South Africa. Every mm-hmm. film would have every curse word, any taking the Lord's name in vain, uh, sends it out. And now they were starting under de Klerk, 1991, you could see they were starting to allow some of this in. And so uh, I think the fight against blasphemy was our very first battle. And then followed by the fight against pornography, which had always been legal. But mm-hmm. suddenly we had F.W. de Klerk as president announced we are going to relax the censorship laws and we are going to reform our, uh, what how they call it, uh, reform our abortion laws. And so uh, we immediately detected, whoa, this is dangerous. And under the censorship laws, the first thing that went is they started to allow taking the Lord's name in vain in movies. And so mm-hmm. uh, right then we saw the need to make a stand. So it was, it, in a real sense, it was the clerk government's uh, pro-abortion, pro-pornography uh, uh, campaign. And I should say another thing that came in mm-hmm. uh, early on was they started wanting to change the laws on Sabbath protection and allow mm-hmm. shops and cinemas to be open on Sundays, which had never been before. So mm-hmm. those were early battles. Wow. Okay. Some interesting and most relevant battles, even until today. Um, blasphemy is becoming more and more relevant, even among Christians. How would you say, is should we take a stand against that? Yes. One of the first prayers that we taught to prayers, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
And God's name is to be kept holy, to be respected. And God will not hold anyone guiltless who takes his name in vain. It's very serious to respect God's name mm. and to respect his word and everything referring to the Lord. And so the lack of respect for the Lord, the lack of fear of God has, is mm. the root cause that I think has led to all of our other problems. And uh, therefore, for Christians, we must, just like we'd never tolerate someone swearing against our mother or our sister or our wife, uh, yeah. we'd never tolerate that. And how could we allow our Lord's name to be besmirched? The one holy, good loving person in all of history. How dare you? And do you notice nobody takes the name of uh, Krishna or uh, Allah or um, Brahman or uh, Kali or Gandhi? Or, in fact, you'd get more outrage if you criticized a political leader than yeah. if you take the Lord's name. Then. It's, it's bizarre. Why is Hollywood so anti-Christian in this way? You don't see any other religion uh, being attacked as much, but it's Christianity in the name of Jesus Christ in particular that is targeted. And so we think this is spiritual warfare at its heart. For sure. Yes. And so how should we as Christians um, inform people about that? I think first and foremost, by us living a holy life and re respecting and honoring the Lord and fearing God, we can be salt and light. And so salt preserves what is precious and valuable and light shines on and exposes the darkness and, and what is wrong. And so we call to be salt and we call to be light, mm -hmm. which is why, in fact, 25 years ago, we started this radio program, Salt and Light, mm -hmm. uh, for that inspired by the same passage in Matthew 5 from the Sermon on the Mount. And I believe that it's quite appropriate for us to speak up. And over the years, when a person takes the Lord's name in vain, we've found different ways of saying, are you praying? You mentioned the name of the Lord. Uh, and, uh, you know, isn't it customary to close your eyes when you pray? And uh, uh, is this a religious meeting? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you yeah, know, what do you mean? To, well, you're mentioning the name of the Lord. Or, oh, do, do you, you know him? Know, yeah, do you also and, know him? And what do you mean? Well, you're mentioning the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Do you know him? Mm -hmm. uh, you're mentioning it. So there are different ways that you can bring it up and remind people. And I've found people, for example, when I was in a fire brigade and when I was in the army, that... When people knew that you loved the Lord, they would actually apologize if they took the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know? And then you'd have to say, well, it's actually not me you need to apologize to. Uh, it's the Lord that you are offending. And uh, to, to see some seriousness come on people, there's ways we can, sometimes it's in our place to speak easily and other times we've got to be more careful because we're in someone else's home or so on. Uh, but I think there are ways that we can register our disapproval and shine the light. Yeah, take a Christian stand. Um, should Christians be involved in politics? Well, that was one of the very first things we got people saying right from the beginning. Uh, we had people saying, but Christians shouldn't be involved in politics. Well, uh, this isn't actually party politics. It's not like we're saying you've got to vote for this party mm -hmm. or that we're promoting a certain presidential candidate. But these are social and moral issues. Mm -hmm. And They'd say, but politics is dirty. So, well, so are nappies, but <laughs> they need to be changed regularly and for the same reason. So you can't say, well, we can't get involved in something that's dirty. Well, often we're cleaning up things that are dirty. That's, that's part of a good life. In fact, we get dirty too, and we, we've got to get clean. And so saying you shouldn't be involved in politics because it's dirty, well, actually Christians should be more involved in politics because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If Christians are being kept from being salt and light in society, mm. if we retreat from social and political concerns, we can expect the situation to deteriorate even worse, even mm. more drastically. So Psalm 94 verse 16 says, who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will make a stand for me against the workers of iniquity? And 
the Lord is asking for people who will stand up for him, and that's what we believe we're called to do. Yes, yes. And um, what are some of the sins that, um, since Africa Christian is dealing with sins in society, some of the most relevant sins in Cape Town that we can stand against, um, some of them? Yes, well, uh, I think one of the things is the pornography plague. And uh, in fact, the very first booklet we ever produced was Finding Freedom from the Pornography Plague, which first 5,000 copies sold out very quickly, had to bring out an expanded big edition soon after that, and that sold out so fast. We had a translated Afrikaans, uh, that sold out. And uh, finally, uh, Taryn, our previous uh, coordinator who for 15 years ran Africa Christian Action, Taryn Hodgson, now mm -hmm. Taryn Lawrence, she translated and, and developed the whole pandemic, how the pornography plague affects you and what you can do about it, which is brilliant, absolutely outstanding. And together we managed to persuade over 9,000 stores in South Africa that used to wow. stock pornography to stop stocking it. Big victories, such as mm. uh, Pick and Pay. And two of our ladies, who are good friends of ours, Ms. Ingrid Pickard and Monica Sandry, went and got a personal appointment with Raymond Ackerman, head of Pick and Pay. Mm -hmm. And sitting down with them, opening up my booklet on the pornography plague, which had a picture, a black and white picture taken from newspaper, which had the policeman examining the room of the murderer who had killed Ramondi Jacobs. And there's a picture of this young girl in Mitchell's Plain who'd been murdered. And then there is the wall plainly covered with scope posters, scope mm. being the worst pornography mm -hmm. we had in the country at that stage. And, and she laid it in front of him and said, can you assure us that none of these magazines were sold from one of your stores? Wow. And Raymond Ackman hung his head in shame, got up, walked to the phone, ordered his manager to make sure all the pornography is pulled off, return to Republican News Service, never take it in again. And uh, he he then called a press conference and he he took this beyond just pulling it off his uh, shelves. He then made a stand saying, we're all against pollution. We're all for the environment. Well, we cannot justify sewage being pumped into a swimming pool. We he took that straight out of our booklet. Wow. Neither can we justify moral sewage coming into our stores. These are family stores. We can't have non-family materials. It's, this is anti-family material. It's got no place in pick and pay. And so he said, we're an environmental store. We're a green store. We stand for the environment. Mm -hmm. and, and so for he family. actually made it up. And now, after that, it didn't take any effort at all to get clicks and uh, uh, checkers and all the competition to, to pull it off their sh shelves too because one uh, person took a stand. So, I mean, there's an example where two courageous women took the opportunity to eyeball to eyeball, speak to the CEO of a company, and mm -hmm. it affected an entire chain store and a lot of other chain stores. So um, those are just some of the battles. And today, of course, the problem isn't magazines on the shop racks. Now it's on the internet. Now mm -hmm. it's on children's phones. Yeah, it's much and harder. now it's all over the place. And so you've actually got to uh, fight the pornography plague many different levels, which is why Terran's development of the pandemic uh, in that book, telling you how to uh, have the filters and the protections to protect your children and on your internet and to have the firewalls and the software necessary to protect us so that nobody in our family uh, can get exposed to this kind of evil because it's destroying morals, it's destroying mm. minds, it's destroying marriages. And there are uh, films out there like Digital Cocaine mm. uh, where they document the damage done uh, by uh, this, well, digital pornography is, is like cocaine it, and it yeah. damages people's brains, literally stops people from being able to think straight and uh, they, can, they actually show 
the, the pictures of the damage done to brains of people who are exposed to pornography and constantly expose themselves to it, it's actually destroying not just your morals and your chances of a good marriage in the future, it's destroying your mind wow. as well. Oh, that's terrifying, and it's terrifying that it's so easily accessible. Um, so that's also clearly a fight against the family. And another one, I think, is the pro, uh, pro-choice um, abortion movement that's going on. Um, how would you say should we respond to hostile um, people when we talk about being pro-life? Well, in fact, we just had that this last week. We're mm-hmm. handing out literature on the street. Somebody was quite abusive at the traffic light making a stand for life and sent one of our tracks back to us with big red cokey pen written over it that uh, Jesus came to set us free from Old Testament doctrines and you shouldn't spread condemnation, you should only spread love. Well, as it so happens, Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, Mm. but to fulfill it. Heaven and earth will disappear, but not one part of the law will pass away. And Mm. that uh, whoever seeks to break any of these laws, encourage others to do so, will be least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys these laws and and encourages others to them will be great in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, how much clearer could the Lord have made it? The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. What converts the soul? The law of the Lord. The yeah. law is the schoolmaster that leads us to Christ that we can be justified by faith. So uh, proclaiming the law of God, which is what our Lord Jesus did, it's not spreading condemnation. It's bringing people in to confrontation with reality and showing how we as sinful fallen people have failed a holy God and that we'll have to stand before a holy creator. Yes, God is love, but he's also light. He is a God of mercy, but he's also a God of wrath. He's our savior. He's the only savior, but he's also the eternal judge we'll have to stand before on the last day. And so there needs to be this balance. And for persons to say, you should only spread love. Well, making a stand for the right to life of pre-born neighbors is loving your neighbor. Yeah. It's not unloving it's to to try and tell people don't kill your baby. Mm. In fact, it's unloving to do nothing yes. and to sit back and to be silent. So, yes, there is opposition, but I think, first of all, we've got to think the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. What is the main thing? To love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength, and to love our neighbors, ourselves. And that should inspire everything that's involved in Africa Christian Action. We want to show our love for God by standing up for him and his principles and his name and his, his mm. laws in society. And we want to love our neighbor, including our pre-born neighbor mm. and including our young neighbor who's threatened by the pornography plague and people who, who are threatened by all the different ungodly strategies and tactics of the devil in society. So loving God and loving our neighbor, I think that's at the heart of what we've got to do. So when there's opposition... We need to evaluate in light of, well, we have the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the mm-hmm. great commandment to love our neighbor and to love uh, love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength. That is the priority. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to look again and think, well, are we being true to the great command of Christ? Mm-hmm. And are we being true to the great commission? And are we being consistent with it? Well, that's our priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, some criticisms may be valid, but if you've been criticized for obeying the Bible, well, then we mm-hmm. can rejoice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes me think of one of the quotes that I often hear you say, all it takes for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. And so there's many Christians who kind of try to stay neutral. How should we respond to that? Well, neutrality is absolutely impossible. Uh, there's, there's no such thing as neutrality. And these people say we should be neutral. Well, what they're suggesting is that we've got to do nothing. Can you imagine uh, any of the apostles or prophets standing by and doing nothing? Mm. while a 
person is attacked in the street, uh, the Good Samaritan, uh, we're told, go and do likewise. He cared for the person. Uh, our Lord Jesus, when he came into God's temple and he saw it was turned to a den of thieves and a marketplace, mm -hmm. he took a whip and he's angry and he chased out these corrupt thieving money lenders and he, he cleansed the temple because zeal for God's house consumed him. There is a place for us to have real Christian love and action. The Bible is quite clear that true Christianity is to care for widows and orphans in their distress mm -hmm. and to keep ourselves from being corrupted or polluted by the world. And so uh, the command is to go and do likewise, following the example of, of the Good Samaritan. So, yes, if anybody suggests that doing nothing or being neutral or being passive is spiritual, they don't understand. Because Matthew 25, our Lord Jesus described the Day of Judgment in terms of not so much the bad things we did, but the good things we failed to do. So the Day of Judgment the Lord describes in Matthew 25 is you did not visit those in prison. You did not care for the people who are sick. Mm -hmm. You did not give clothes to the naked. You didn't give food to the hungry. You didn't give water to the thirsty. You did not care. Mm -hmm. Depart from me, cursed and lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So if our Lord Jesus described the day of judgment primarily in terms of sins of omission, good mm -hmm. things we failed to do, to know the good that we ought to do and not to do it is evil. And therefore, it's so important to teach Christians that we can't be neutral in these issues in life. We're in a world war of worldviews, lives are at stake, the needs are desperate, and so mm. surely God's calling us to do something. Yeah. It can't be possible that God wants us to sit back and do nothing while we see evil prospering and seeing lives broken and people ruined, and surely redemption reaches out in love to people in darkness. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. Every single process African Christian action has ever been involved in has always been evangelistic. It's yeah. always a matter of not just what we're standing against, but what we're standing for. Mm -hmm. And we are challenging and calling people to repentance, to faith, to commitment, to following Christ. So uh, I would hope and pray that uh, people who want to be neutral uh, will come to repentance and will mm -hmm. recognize that who is on the Lord's side, who will serve the king. Yes, yes. That's a great prayer to have for us. And so in this war against... Um, um, pro-choice, abortion, pornography, all the fights against the family. Um, really behind it, there's also a spiritual warfare going on. What are some of the most hostile responses that you've received? Well, um, <laughs> we've had some very hostile responses. Uh, when we started back in 1993, they started to have brothels openly operating in the name of escort agencies. And so we started in West Street, Durban, having... Uh, outreachers out there, we were singing hymns, praying, mm -hmm. and uh, of course you can imagine very few customers would come into brothels or escort agencies uh, when there's mm -hmm. Christians outside singing and praying. And uh, so uh, next thing, the pimps got very angry, and uh, uh, we had uh, a one pimp came charging out at me, and he picked me up, a big Russian man, lifted me above his head and threw me into West Street. And with the traffic s screaming around me, hooting, I was rolling in West Street, uh, you know, it was late at night and, and the uh, another place in Seapoint where I was having an outreach, one of these pimps came and he took a, a bucket of beer and wine and filth and who knows what was in it and dumped it over me from head to toe. Um, one of our people had his nose broken, actually. A pimp came out and mm. smashed him in the nose. That was in the Pretoria outreach, uh, Pietras. Uh, he got whacked then. Literally had broken nose as a result. Oh. So there, there, there is opposition. And you can imagine when you get in the way of corrupt activities where there's a lot of money, mm. there are bouncers and pimps who get angry. Mm. And that brings up the point that when our Lord Jesus walked into the temple 
And he overturned the tables of the moneylenders and he made a whip and he chased out the yeah. corrupt moneylenders. You'd wonder, why didn't they stop him? Uh, why didn't these, uh, th when you've got corruption, it must be the bouncers and the bodyguards and so on. Well, if Jesus was the frail, delicate figure of Renaissance art uh, with surgeon's fingers uh, instead of the tough carpenter who could uh, fast in the wilderness for 40 days and who could walk such phenomenal distances in the Middle East and sun, uh, if, if the Lord was, was uh, the kind of person that depicted him in a lot of art, he would have been easy to push around. But, mm. of course, he was tough, strong, but more than that, mm -hmm. aside from whatever physical fitness a carpenter in, in the Middle East needed, uh, I think that the anger of the Lord and those blazing eyes, and we read in Revelation 1 at the Lord's eyes when John saw his eyes blazed. Like many fires. Yes. Mm. And so I would imagine that in the temple when the Lord was overturning the tables and, and scattering the ill-gotten gains of these corrupt moneylenders, that uh, they were running to get out of the way of his whip and away from the gaze of those blazing eyes. So I think it should make many of us just think for a moment that our Lord Jesus must have been quite different from many of us imagine. Mm. People in his presence, just take John, the Apostle John, who was the best friend of Jesus on earth, who could have his head resting on his chest during the Lord's Supper. When he saw the risen Lord, the risen ascended Lord in Revelation 1, he fell on his face as a dead man. Now, if John the Apostle could fall on his face, what do you think we will do when we see the risen Lord? And, yeah. so, and what will those who are rebellious, who hate God, do on the Day of Judgment? Because it's one thing for us who know the Lord and have been forgiven by him, but those people, enemies of God, blasphemers, abortionists, what will they do when they see the risen, ascended Lord on the Day of Judgment? Yeah, yeah. Oh, powerful. What are some resources that we can equip ourselves with to take a Christian action? We have produced some handbooks. For example, there's Make a Difference, a Christian Action Handbook for Southern Africa. And this is a phenomenal uh, resource. It's uh, over 260 pages, uh, chapters on everything from euthanasia, gambling, uh, dealing with everything from abortion, pornography, uh, government, the Christian calendar. And it's got how to start an action group, how to do letters to editor, how to organize demonstrations, how to get into the press, uh, scriptures, legal arguments, hard cases so it's it's a one stop for anyone who wants to start an action group we've also got the christian action starter pack which if a person says i want to start a christian action group in my church or my home or my workplace mm -hmm. uh, we can send them this action pack and it'll tell them step by step scriptures structure resources websites so if you go onto the www.christianaction.org.za website you'll find a lot of our resources audios videos powerpoints articles links uh, other resources, people who are specialists in different fields. So Africa Christian Action Networks, we've got uh, contacts all over the world who we can refer people to. For example, if a person comes and I, I need a crisis pregnancy center, unwed mother's home, adoption mm. agencies, uh, we've got those links and contacts. And we can put people in touch with those who care and can help. Mm. Okay, and how and where can Africa Christian Action then exactly be reached? Well, let's ask Delinda that. Delinda is our new coordinator for Africa Christian Action. We're very grateful for all that Taryn Lawrence did over 15 years. But now Delinda's come in and uh, got formidable shoes to fill. Uh, welcome, Delinda. Good to have you on the team. Hi, thank you for having me here today, Dr. Hammond. It's a privilege to be here. Um, yeah, my role is to help coordinate the three main outreaches that are run every year. 
Since 1997, ACA has initiated and coordinated Sanctity Life Sunday, the March for Life, and the Parliament Imprecatory Prayer Proclamation Against Abortion. My role is to mobilize Christians to be salt and light in their communities, especially in the areas of educating on pro-life and pro-family issues. Africa Christian Action is all about grassroots education and action. That means mobilizing people on the ground in their own communities to go and be salt and light in their communities. I want to start mobilizing individuals and action groups in their churches and communities that focus on these pro-life, pro-family issues. We send out regular updates and information through our e-list and Christian Action Magazine about how you can make a difference and get your church involved. For example, our outreaches, demonstrations, prayer vigils, and letters write, letter writing campaigns. You can phone or, or mm -hmm. email us at info at christianaction.org.za or the phone number is 021-689-4480. Yeah, I'll just repeat that email. It's info at christianaction.org.za or 021-689-4480. Um, and then Dr. Hammond, what are some of the more uh, some of the upcoming events that we could be involved in? Well, uh, we are regularly uh, one of our Christian action groups that has been meeting now for over fifteen years is the Reformation Society. That's the one I run. Uh, it's our action group uh, that's at our headquarters every Thursday night. So if anyone's interested in joining us, if you're uh, close to Rondebosch, we meet every Thursday night six thirty four. Uh, tea and fellowship and seven o'clock presentation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the Reformation Society, but there's many different ways that Christian action groups can meet and at different times. And we've got coming up uh, soon on the 24th of February, Wednesday, the 24th, we're planning a faith, family and freedom conference, mm -hmm. which is to celebrate uh, 30 years of African Christian action. So we've been going for 30 years and there's so much to learn and so mm -hmm. much to do. And so from 9 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, it'll be live streamed too. If anyone wants to attend in person, outstanding. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, can do it live streamed. It'll be live streamed from the Africa Christian Action Facebook page. So aside from the Africa Christian Action website, we've got the Africa Christian Action Facebook page. And sometimes mm -hmm. we've got live streams like we had the Creation Sciences, Dr. Phillips, dot earlier this year on that live stream. And we did the Sanctity Life Sunday service recently for... Uh, the, of which was the 31st of, of January. That can still be seen in our archives, but that's on. So the Facebook page would be where you could see the live stream mm -hmm. on the Wednesday, the 24th of February. Wonderful. Thank you. And so then I would also like to ask you, um, Christians, um, sure. some of the books that we can receive, how do we get those? Yes. So if you... Uh, Contact Christian Liberty Books. Now, Christian mm -hmm. Liberty Books is a sister ministry, shares same facilities. And so a lot of these books, whether you're talking about um, The Rise of the Gay GB, uh, Fight for Life, Make a Difference, Pandemic, uh, 
Sun of Renaissance or Reformation, Biblical Principles for Africa, which is also available in Afrikaans and in French. Uh, all of these you can get from Christian Liberty Books. So christianlibertybooks.co.za is the website and info at christianlibertybooks.co.za is the uh, email address. You can get a lot of great homeschooling resources too. In fact, there's 6,000 titles of Christian Liberty Books if you count the audiovisual. Most of those are for homeschooling, home education and Christian independent school resources. So those are some of the uh, resources you can get online. There's mm -hmm. quite a lot of the books available as ebooks too. In mm -hmm. fact, our first major book, Fight for Life, Pro-Life Handbook Southern Africa, it's been out of print for years, mm -hmm. but we've just uploaded it as a free ebook. So a free PDF ebook, you can get this whole Fight for Life book, which is really phenomenally successful. And we know it's got to get updated and reprinted, but it's available now free online uh, on our website. Wonderful. Okay, I'd like to close for us in, um, with a verse from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57 to 58. But thanks be good to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I pray that that will be the mission and vision of all Christians in Cape Town. Thank you. Thank you all. God bless. Good night.